If you are in Sydney or Melbourne, listen up because we have some exciting news for you. Listen. Yeah, listen. Saturday, July. (laughs) Melbourne, we are doing Do Go On The Quiz Show live one night only or one afternoon only. Part of the Replay Festival at Comedy Republic on Saturday, July 6th at 3pm. This is 2024. And then the next weekend in Sydney, we are going up for a live Do Go On podcast at the fabulous Ritz Cinema on Saturday, July 13th at 3pm. Also 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Listen. 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 And get tickets. Buy tickets. Tickets at dogoonpod.com. Come. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart on a lovely eve. It is a lovely eve. I'm Matt Stewart. Oh. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jess Perkins. Yeah, we got them. Idiots. (laughs) They'll never know. They'll never suspect a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's great to be back in the studio together because we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. We had banked up a couple of episodes and now here we all are. The big reunion. Matt's literally fresh off a plane. Yeah. Straight from the airport. His suitcase is sitting over there. I'm going to have a rifle through it. <laughs> what have you got? Soap? It's filled with diggers. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All yeah. perfectly sealed. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't One day. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't blow up in the plane like a, like packets of chips do, did they? I brought a, a packet of uh, popcorn on the pa- plane. And, yeah, it, yeah I'd, never, I'd never noticed that happening before. Maybe I've just never brought have a packet you of things You're on the so plane. You're so old. I know. You've lived so Since much. Pr- I've lived in a world without flight and yeah. <laughs> and, and popcorn. It never happened on when me and the Wright brothers uh, used to fly. We, we actually started out as a trio. And, um, <laughs> oh, you're the third Wright brother. Yeah, I'm the third Wright brother, yeah. Um, we, we started out as a comedy flight team and, uh, yeah, they ended up being a duo thinking that chemistry was better or whatever. It's still a bit of a sore point. But, um, yeah, they went in a different direction and, and broke some sort of record. That we probably talked about in an episode of this yeah. podcast. Yeah, I could go into more details because <laughs> I lived that life. But why? Ne- why, why would you need why to? Why would I? It's weird I didn't bring it up. I know you in should that have... episode, but yeah. Yeah, oh, well, well, why, why would we let you talk about it when I could have just watched a documentary? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that was good fun, though. <laughs> that was a good fun episode. <laughs> but it's great to be back. Jess is uh, also fresh off a plane last night from 
New Zealand. That's right. Mm. Land of the long white cloud and boy, did I see some clouds. Wow, you just showed me a couple of photos when you were literally in the clouds. Yeah. I've lived, man. Yeah, I haven't. No, it was it was stupidly beautiful. So if anybody from New Zealand is listening, hey, congrats. Your country on the clouds. It's really great. We love those clouds. Really beautiful. Now I've got like a sick new uh, cover photo on Facebook. That's all you travel for, really. Oh, for sure. Is to flash that shit in front of your acquaintances so you look like you're doing well. No need to go to that 10-year high school reunion. They all know I'm killing it. <laughs> Hell yeah. They've seen your cover photo. Yeah, I'm so lonely. Ooh, 16 <laughs> likes. Doing well. <laughs> oh, buddy da. Anyway, so yeah, we're here, we're back, we're, we're ready for it. We are it. back and we're ready, gearing up for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which kicks off this week. And on Saturday afternoon, the European Beer Cafe is the first of four live podcasts at 3pm, which we are so stoked to do. Often some of our most fun live shows we've ever done, I reckon. I love 3pm as well. It's a good time. It's a great, great time. time. You've had lunch. Yeah, exactly. It's not too early, but also... Not too late. Yeah. They do good food at the beer garden as well. Beer cafe. Beer. Yeah. But they do have a an air, cafe. cafe. But they do have a rooftop garden, so. Right. So you were right both times. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Now we've moved upstairs to the bigger room this year, which is very, very nice. And even so, this uh, Saturday there's only a few tickets left. We're excited about. Yeah. So if you want to get them, get them. Get them. Just get them. What are you, what are you sitting Just around thinking em. about? Just do it. Just do it. Dig Life's on short. Pod. Dot com slash something or other. Not something or other. Dave just go to dougalonpod.com. Yeah, great. And just click the links. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, also tickets available for the following three shows, but you can also get a season pass. Mm. That's right. When you only pay for three, but you come, you can come to all four. Yeah. So that would make most sense to do that now before the first show. Really? I uh, mean, next week before the second show, you can still see three shows for the price yeah. of three. Um, but. You're really getting sort of yeah. uh, reduced returns from that. Yeah. And the weeks after that, it's really an act of charity, which yeah. we still appreciate. I mean, it all kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> we hopefully will give you a good time, but I mean, really, yeah. we know what's going on and we appreciate it. <laughs> we do appreciate your sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We live off it. It, f- it fuels us. <laughs> Thanks for selling out our shows and sympathy. So we appreciate it. Aw, bless them. And Matt. Oh, yeah. 22 shows you got coming up. Do, too. Yes, and they start tomorrow night if you're listening to this on Wednesday. So I guess they it opens on Thursday, whatever the date that is. Do we know? What date is it? Anyway, it's... 28th? The... 9th? 28th. Yes, and I'm doing it the uh, the full month uh, at the Chinese Museum at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock on Sunday. That's a great venue, too. You've been there the last couple of years, haven't you? I really like it a It's lot. great. So we take you to Asia. During yeah. the week of Macho, and then we take it to Europe on Saturday afternoon. That's right. We're a worldly city and uh, a worldly show. So much so. Does was... Melbourne's just got a lot of culture. Yeah, there's a lot of culture. You get a cup of coffee and uh, you go down one of those laneways. Oh, we love a laneway. And if you do come to Melbourne, if you're looking for a, a good tour guide, there is a great uh, tour that you can mm. – I think we've probably mentioned it before, but it's run by Matthew Webb, and you can maybe just ask us for the details. Yeah, and or we'll put a link in the description. I reckon. You're right, right. perfect. Okay. That's. Nice. But still, if you want to ask us for the details, we'll just send you to that same link. Yeah, just so look in the. Details. If you just want a bit of attention, just ask us. <laughs> yeah, ask us on Twitter. 
No, 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 no. No, ask you're asking us on, us on Facebook. On the Gmail. On Facebook is the best Do go on pod at gmail.com. <laughs> no one checks the Instagram messages, so don't bother there. I've worked out how to do that. Have you? <laughs> yeah. That I've shown you so many times. Thank you so much. <laughs> but you got there. All right, well done. I did notice you put up an Instagram story the other day. Do my first ever Instagram story and I'm addicted. Yeah. yeah. You're a storyteller. I, mean, I haven't done any since, but I'm addicted. No. I love a story. I'm all about the story. I don't post much anymore, but boy, do I love a story. You don't post much, do you? You do pose much. Oh, I pose <laughs> constantly. I'm posing right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going to put that up on our uh, page. Ooh, flash on. Yeah, that's mean. Nice one. <laughs> nah, flash is great. Leaves you nowhere to hide. I've got, n- yeah. No. I don't need to hide anything. Yeah. I pose so well, it automatically hides all of my flaws. Can't take a bad photo of me. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we've rambled enough. Yes, we have. Uh, we should also mention that we are doing the Kosamu International Podcast Festival in June oh with the little Dum Dum Club coming up. Not that long now, so we're very excited. If I anyone... met some people in Brisbane and Adelaide who are coming. That to is so Kosamui. cool. Uh, do go on, listeners who came on our show, which is really cool. So that should be fun. The beach. Apparently, it's paradise. Someone, someone there was telling me that there are there are six kind of shops, but each of those shops there are hundreds of. I don't. I, I haven't fully figured out what that means, but it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's an interesting idea, and there's some Sydney themed restaurants. Why would? Right. What does that mean? Why Sydney themed? Not Australia, just Sydney. Yeah. So I don't know what that. I, I definitely know. went to an Australian bar last time I was in Kosamui. You've been to Coast before. Yeah. Do people call it Coast? They do now. Wow. We're trendsetters. You should be our tour guide. Okay. You know it. I will be your tour guide, yes. Tour guide to the stars. For $100. Okay. Seems like a good deal. That's a hard no for me. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, interesting. Um, Can I just show you around but also take $100 out of your wallet? Okay, that is a good compromise. (laughs) So people can find out details for that as well on dogoonpod.com and for my show at Melbourne and also at the Sydney Comedy Festival uh, next month, uh, you can find details for that at mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. How good's that? Yeah. Now we should start the show. Alrighty. Have we been um, Have we been explaining the show much in recent episodes? I can't remember. If we haven't, this is what happens. The three of us get together. One of us has been chosen by a higher force, <gasps> which is rotation. And we, then whoever's chosen by the rotation force, the Rotary Gods, uh, they research a topic, usually being selected by a listener or suggested at least, and then they tell the other two of us about that topic in pretty good detail, and then we all sort of talk for a bit, and that is podcast magic. <laughs> Do go on style. And, and at uh, the this end you week, get to uh, go on with the rest of your life. Yeah, that's right. So look forward to that bit. Yeah, so, that bit will be fun. Jess has been selected by the gods today and she's about to get us onto the topic with a question Jess over to you my question is which I just wrote has Matt arrived so great which American actress has an emotional support dog named Gary <gasps> that's a great question <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> incorrect emotional support dog. dog okay who needs support everyone that's my answer the, your answer is everyone yeah who's the everybody? Actress, I'd say it is Goldie Horn. No, <sighs> did uh, did make her film debut in a film with Goldie Horn. I reckon it's the one who's always nominated for stuff. 
She was in that singing one about the the beaches. You think of Meryl Streep? Yes. It or is not Meryl Bette Streep. Bette Midler would also have been an answer to that All right. I, I put a little bit of a trick in there and I said has when perhaps it should have been had. Oh. Oh. One of the, one of the Hepburns? No. A bit more recent. Okay. This is fun for me. So this person is no longer with us. No longer with us as of only a couple of years ago. <sighs> Who have we lost? Uh, Frank Sinatra. Is it Frank? It's not Frank. It's a. It is a female. Okay. Frank Francine Sinatra. Okay. Is it? Is it Francine Sinatra? Died on this uh, within a couple of days of her mother. Oh yes. Oh Star Wars. Yes. Caroline. No. Carrie. Yes. Carrie Bickmore. Carrie Grant. Grant. <laughs> Carrie. Oh no. Fisher. Princess Leia. It's Carrie Fisher. I mean General Leia or whatever. I'm a soy boy after all. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Yes. yes, that is correct. Right, and her mum was also an actor. Correct. As you said. And I'll talk quite a bit about both of them because that's kind of the point. Right. So you've gone for a mother-daughter Hollywood combo. Yeah, well, mostly it, this is about Carrie Fisher. I do have a little bit about uh, Debbie Reynolds, her mother as well. Who played Toto in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're still flying in those clouds up in the plane. I'm feeling a little loose. You a bit jet lagged <laughs> from Brisbane. <laughs> we flew back from. For, it's a three-hour flight from Christchurch. It's a two-hour time difference. Aiden this morning. Oh, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> Woke up at six thirty. Wanted to leave for work, and I was like, I think you should go back to bed. <laughs> it's six thirty. Is that because on the holiday you woke up every day at six thirty and thought no! I want to go to work? <laughs> I hate this. It's not part of jet lag. I don't want to be on holiday. I want to that's, just, to work. that's just a good work ethic. Yeah, well, well, or hates me. Anyway. Yeah. I need to get out of here. <laughs> this sucks. I've got to leave for between nine and five. <laughs> anyway, I think Matt's a bit jet lagged. It's also very late at night, so I'm just going to carry on. So, Carrie. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Carrie Frances Fisher was the daughter of actress Debbie Reynolds, star of the 1952 film Singing in the Rain. That's right. That's that- where she played Toto. I knew it was a classic musical. I was thinking Wizard of Oz, but that is someone else, another famous mum or daughter. <laughs> is that right? Oh, Toto. Played, not Toto, the Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll 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 try and keep it down. <laughs> Liza Minnelli's mum. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Carrie's father was a singer and actor Eddie Fisher, and Carrie was born in October 1956 in Burbank, California. And a couple of years later, her brother Todd was born. Todd. Todd. Todd Fisher. Strong name. Todd Fisher. Is that Todd is Fisher. Todd short for anything? That's it. Toddwood. <laughs> Todd, Toddley. Toddley. Toddington. <laughs> it's sure for Todd Todd. Toddy. Hot Toddy. Toddle. Toddle along. Yes. <laughs> you, you rang. You rang father. <laughs> Todd could be the second part of the name. He could be like John Todd or something. <laughs> Hello, John Todd. Sucks. <laughs> oh, I love it. John Todd. Time jo- for a quick tea, John Todd. <laughs> chin Chin. Um, Todd was actually named after his father's best friend, a guy called Mike Todd, Todd being the surname. Oh, I should have said Mike. Mike's great. Yeah. 
who is also a famous uh, American theatre and film producer. Mike Todd is known as the third of Elizabeth Taylor's seven husbands and is the only one whom she did not divorce because he was killed in a plane accident in 1959. Oh, a bit of respect uh, for Todd, Matt. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Three of seven. Wait, is this the friend or the son? This is the friend, okay. Mike Todd. Um, it was shortly after the accident and the death of Mike Todd that Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher got divorced and it was revealed that Eddie had been having an affair with his best friend's wife, Elizabeth Taylor, who was also good friends with Debbie. So it's like two couples. Right, and, and Todd had just died. He just died. And then it came out that Eddie's was... having an affair with Elizabeth Taylor. So that splits up Eddie and Debbie's. Oh, Eddie and Debbie, Debbie Eddie. So basically... The only one she didn't divorce, but pretty soon they were probably going to get divorced if he hadn't have died first. Yeah, he just happened to die before wow. she could divorce him. That's wild. So La- Liza Minnelli's mum's Judy Garland. Yes. And she also had five husbands. Yeah. That's just a, that's how they used to do it back then. It was a different time. I'm bringing it back. Yeah? How many yeah. up to again? Eight. Eight. Yeah. That's, that's wow. I don't even... But I haven't divorced one of them. Right. They've all died. In mysterious oh. plane accidents. <laughs> Uh, all somehow on the same plane together. All poisoned. Anyway. <laughs> By that's, plane food. That's never happened. I've not killed a single husband. Right, they're all oh. still alive then. Where, where are you keeping them? Basement. Anywho. <laughs> so uh, the Eddie Fisher and Elizabeth Taylor affair was a huge public scandal. It was massive. Shockwaves. Um, and it led to the cancellation of his television show called... Eddie Fisher's television show. No, <laughs> you're it kidding. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon there's a few reasons that was cancelled. <laughs> Do you reckon it's because it was Eddie Fisher's television show? Like, uh, you can't even television extravaganza. Like, just like give it a little something, you know, spice it up a bit. Put a bit of Cajun on that chicken, you know what nothing. I mean? <laughs> I like it. He doesn't need to gloat about it. Well, the got, show does the talking for itself. Got himself cancelled. Eddie Fisher's TV Aquarium. Okay. All right, I'm listening. listening. No, no, no. Un- television Aquarium. Oh, sorry. The yeah. whole word television. Yeah, yeah. They no had room thought... for brevity here. They television had... show. Television show. Eddie Fisher's television show. So their affair, yeah, caused his the his show to be cancelled. So then Eddie Fisher marries Elizabeth Taylor. And they're married for four or five years before they also divorce as well. So he's gone and married the mistress, who was Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, it's actor in the world. Yeah, it's not quite a, But also, like, Elizabeth Taylor and Debbie Reynolds were good friends. So that's... Don't dog the mates. Come on. You know? It's an early tangent, but it is fascinating. Um, in 2011... I'll get obviously I'll get back to Carrie in a sec, but <laughs> oh, let's get through it all. So she funny. did something on Star Wars, whatever. Anyway, uh, twenty eleven. <laughs> oh. No, this is just more on that kind of uh, that scandal. Um, Debbie Reynolds was on the Oprah Winfrey show just weeks before Elizabeth Taylor uh, passed away, and she explained that she and Elizabeth Taylor happened to be travelling at the same time on the ocean liner Queen Elizabeth sometime in the late nineteen sixties or early seventies, and they reconciled. <laughs> Uh, Debbie Reynolds sent a note to Elizabeth Taylor's room and Taylor sent a note in reply asking to have dinner with her and they ended their feud and became friends again. And as uh, Debbie Reynolds described it, she said, we had a wonderful evening with a lot of laughs. That's great. (laughs) And in 1972 she noted the bright side of the divorce 
and her remarriage. She said, now, in retrospect, though it was not my will, I think it probably was the best thing that ever happened to me. He did give me two great children, and for that I'll ever be grateful. Our door always is our door is always open to him. I believe in peaceful coexistence and being friends with the father of your children. So not the classic kind of Hollywood of like parents are split up and it's really messy. I think they still had a good relationship with both parents, uh, even though they divorced when Carrie was about two years old. Um, right, but her, I never realized her mother was Elizabeth Taylor. No, her mother Sorry, is, stepmother, I mean. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that wild? Did not know that. It's so crazy. And then her uh, father, even after Elizabeth Taylor, he I think then remarried again and he had, uh, yes, he he married later to a woman called Connie Stevens and had two daughters with her as well. So Carrie has her brother Todd and then half-sisters from her dad's side and then I think stepsisters or half-siblings from her mum's remarriage as well. So it's kind of this big blended mixed family. Um, Amazing. So in 1960, her mother married Harry Carl, who's the owner of a chain of shoe stores, and uh, Debbie Reynolds and uh, Harry Carl divorced in 1973 when Carrie Fisher was 17 years old. I mean, I don't want to speak badly of Henry Carl, but your dad's just married Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. yeah. And then your mum marries a shoe salesman. Yeah, but like a chain of them. Okay. okay. But still, you know. It's like Elizabeth Taylor. It's hard to compare. It's hard to compare to Elizabeth Taylor. I don't know. I think that's, that's something quite nice about that, you know. What? Free shoes. Fuck yeah. Love shoes. That, that's true. What yeah. kind of shoes do you reckon Harry Carl is selling though? Oh, probably a great range. Oh, but, good. I want range. Yeah. Leather school shoes? Yeah, le- I'm, I'm picturing leather school shoes um, all the way up to no-name tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have any kind of like... Casual streetwear shoes. Yeah, yeah, but they're like um, they're they're like those off brand, uh, off brand strap on thongs. What do you call those? Sandals. <laughs> strap on thongs. <laughs> <laughs> that would sound quite different to anyone outside of Australia. Who doesn't call them thongs. Well, they call, do they call them flip flops everywhere else, or is that flip-flops. just New Zealand? No, fl- oh, they're jandals. Jandals in New Zealand. In New Zealand. I love culture so much. So good. But, uh, yes, a strap-on thong sounds amazing. That sounds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing one right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you look great. I got distracted by the Julie Garland page for a second. She was married at one point to a guy called Vincenti Minnelli, who was Liza Minnelli's dad. Yeah. It it feels like it's all very interconnected, Hollywood, big-time Hollywood back then. Yeah, I would say so. Would you say so as an expert in the field? Well, <laughs> I think it was probably a smaller group right. than it would be now, arguably. You know? So yep. yeah, it probably is a lot more connected. Um, but still, Debbie Reynolds, big star, married a shoe salesman. Cause she's down to earth. Love it. And I like that about Deb. Yeah. Comfy feet. <laughs> Love that. Comfy life. Oh, That's what yes. I've always said. Comfy wife, comfy life. <laughs> So as a kid, uh, Carrie was a bit of a bookworm. She spent a lot of her time reading classic literature and writing poetry. Um, And as a teen, she went to Beverly Hills High School. In 1971, her mother was starring in the Broadway production of Irene and Carrie also performed in the production as a singer and debutante. She was kind of in the chorus. So she's 17 and she's – no, sorry, I beg your pardon. She's 15 uh, and she's uh, making her debut on Broadway. 
and her work on Broadway interrupted her schooling, so she dropped out of school at the age of 15. And a couple of years later, in 1973, she enrolled at London Central School of Speech and Drama. She attended classes there for about 18 months. And she was planning on studying at Sarah Lawrence College, which I think she did for a time, but she she left without graduating. Um, And in 1975, when she was 18... Uh, she made her film debut as the, this is the description of the character, precociously seductive <laughs> character, Lorna Karpf. Sexy. <laughs> Karpf. Ooh, Karpf. Right. How do you spell that? <laughs> Lorna Karpf. K-A-R-P-F. Oh, wow. That I is. love it. Also, Lorna. my grandma's name was Lorna. So I think I like Lorna as a name. I think that could have gone either way, but Carp really hammered <laughs> oh, home. Yeah, oh, I am creaming in my strap-on thong right now. Oh, does that mean what you got a foot? Some sort of a weeping wound on your foot? Yeah, and it's uh, cream it re- corn. It reacts to sexy names. <laughs> Lorna Carp. Oh, stop! <laughs> oh, I'm standing in a puddle right now. <laughs> Well, Lorna Karp was a character in <laughs> Shampoo alongside Warren Beatty and Goldie Hawn. Ah. I mentioned before. You did. Goldie Hawn. So her film debut is with Warren Beatty and Goldie Hawn. Pretty good. She's 18. Um, only a couple of years later, she uh, got the role in a film that Carrie wasn't sure people would like, but she thought the script was fantastic. But okay. She was a bit unsure if it was any, if it was going to be any success. I reckon that would suck. That film was Star Wars. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Dave, you idiot. You oh. knew, didn't you? Oh, no. Dave, were you, being, were you playing cheeky buggers? A little bit cheeky. He's a little bit cheeky. I was trying to be cheeky. You are bloody cheeky. Why do you say you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, I love it. Do you? Well, this is the thing. I really, really like Star Wars. Yeah. But compared to people that love, love Star Wars, I'm no, nothing. Right. But I always go, I always see the new ones. I always love the music. My favourite part of it is always the music. Mm. Love the music. John na, na, Tom na, Williamson. Na, 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 <laughs> Tom. Hey, true blue. That's the guy, right? That was a good joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. We... I need to clarify that it was a joke for any oh, Star you... Wars fans. Sounded... I the Jurassic Park music. <laughs> that, also a fantastic soundtrack. Incredible. But I just want to clarify, I was joking. I don't want to need to be atted. <laughs> well, here's Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> clever girl. That is a great. <laughs> clever girl. No, it's my Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, clever girl. <laughs> clever girl. Um, here's what I think it would sound like if Darth Vader was swallowing his last mouthful. Of a subway sub whilst <laughs> seeing a raptor in a dinosaur park. Oh, here we go. Man of a Thousand Noises. <laughs> Thank you. That's very good. Thank what does so he get in his subway sub? Oh, he gets the works. <laughs> is that one of is everything? That an, is that an option? <laughs> one of each, please. Meatballs and like chicken schnitzel. Yeah. Four different types veggie of, patty. Four types of cookie. Yeah, yeah. it's all in all there. All in there. He it's wants all it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. And he wants it now. You wouldn't get your mouth around that. Well, yes, yes, it's two buns. Yeah. So one's open on the bottom and one's sort of like a bun. It's like a sandwich sandwich. Yeah. And then he gets a wrap around that as well. And then does he he say, step aside, I'll do this myself, and he uses the force to make it, all the ingredients are like floating around. Yeah. And like said, you cannot do that. He starts choking out the woman. And then he goes, it's, they go, it's the dollar extra for beetroot. And he's, he, he takes the beetroot out. And puts it back. <laughs> but don't worry, he's got a bit of beetroot juice in there for free. Yeah. 
Smart move. God, he's good. Yeah, he's he, That's why he's the best. He's frugal. That's the dark side. <laughs> so in answer to your question, I like Star Wars. <laughs> and that is great. Um, the film opened on Wednesday, May 25th, 1977, in 32 theatres, expanding to 43 screens on the Friday. So within a couple of days, it had expanded, they'd put on more because of the demand, and it earned $2,556,418 in its first six days. That's insane. That sounds Which is about $10.6 today in six days. That's pretty good for an unknown film at the time. Yeah. yeah. It replaced Jaws as the highest-earning film in North America just six months into release, eventually earning over $222 million during its initial theatrical run, which is about $910 million today. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Highest-earning yeah. highest film. Because the, there are billion-dollar films now, right? Have there any of the modern Star Wars on that? Dave, why would I? Why yeah, would yeah, no, oh, yeah, they, they do yet, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the third highest-grossing film at the moment ever. It's like... Avatar, Titanic, and then The Force Awakens, I think. Right. Or one of the new ones. Don't quote me. I told you I like it. I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, but how good's the music in Avatar? <laughs> I am blue. Gabadee. <laughs> That's the thing. Gabadee. You can't make any reference to Avatar because who fucking remembers what happens in Avatar? <laughs> I'm an angry army man in a robot suit. They have some sort of weird connection with their animals. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I have to fly this thing now. With by my ponytail. My ponytail into its anus. <laughs> Ah. Now we are one. No, that's just a piss off bird with hair in its ass. <laughs> that's the things I remember. I yeah, I don't remember that. a lot of Avatar now that I think about it. I remember there were trees. There were a lot of trees. And it looked very pretty. Yeah, it looked fun. Mm. Did, was it fun? Trigger had fun? I think it was fun. Titanic didn't look that fun. Looked fun at the first, like, no, two thirds. Remember that scene on the front of the boat? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you remember what the uh, the violinists play as the boat goes down? Oh, what was that song again? Yeah, that. <laughs> Be British, boys. What do they say? Be British, boys. No. Was that line? No. Be British, boys. Stay British. <laughs> that was what they were. No, that were the Be British, boys. Where are the Be British, boys? Someone asked. Someone asked. Any requests as we go uh, yeah. down? Oh, I love this. Do you have any. Anything on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Stay British, boys. Anyway, okay, so uh, upon its release, the film was not only a box office hit but also critically acclaimed. Here's a couple of reviews um, for the film. Vincent Canby of the New York Times said it was the most elaborate, most expensive, most beautiful movie serial ever made. Wow. That's some high praise. And uh, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times called the film an out-of-body experience. Ah. And a tidy side note here to say that uh, Roger Ebert was the first film critic to win the Pulitzer Prize for criticism. Yeah. He's a big deal. And they still, even though he's now gone, they still, RogerEbert.com is like one of the... Got a Pulitzer Prize for for criticism. criticism. Imagine being his kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No pleasing him. (laughs) But that's pretty amazing. That's very cool. That's so cool. So, yes, he called it an out-of-body experience. And Star Wars won six competitive Academy Awards at the 50th uh, Academy Awards. What does that mean? What makes them competitive? I don't know. Not honorary. 
Right. Like a Lifetime Achievement Award okay. for this film that came out last year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. So it won Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, as we all remember. <laughs> and they, sadly the composer took way too long with his speech. They had to play him off. <laughs> <laughs> you remember my favourite song was the, the Darth Vader, you know, the Death March one. It went like this. That was so fun. I loved that. Menacing. I never really thought about this, but in the world of Star Wars, can they hear that music? Because it would be so funny if everywhere he goes, he demands that the Death Star play that song. Yeah. One day, someone accidentally plays Tom Jones. (laughs) He's trying to look menacing. He's just looking around in his helmet going, what the fuck? Huh? It's not unusual. That person would be killed. And then he gets to the bed, I want to die. And he just starts choking the guy. I can help you with that. Yes, best original score, obviously, and deservingly so. Best sound and best visual effects as well, it also won for. And it won the Golden Globe for best score, received uh, six British Academy Film Awards, uh, Film Award nominations, and it won for two. So it was nominated for best film, best editing, best costume design, best production and art design, and it won best sound and best score. So it is just, it is cleaning up awards-wise. John Williams' soundtrack album won the Grammy Award for Best Album of Original Score for a Motion Picture or Television Program. It's a wordy title, but he won. Um, so, yeah, it is. Uh, what, what song did he win it for? The whole album. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. That, just, that, that really got me. <laughs> wow. What, what song? The whole album. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Oh, wow. Yeah, all 15 songs. <laughs> Even the album tracks. One of them which went. <laughs> he later, he was like, no one's going to remember that I put that in one of my early Star Wars films. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was her second feature film. It was a smash hit and it launched not only her career but also the careers of her co-stars, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. Uh, also, while she was filming Star Wars, she met and began dating musician Paul Simon. <gasps> it's uh, not unusual. <laughs> yeah, known famously for his song. Oh, Paul Simon! How long this will take to get so old? So she she's very young still at this stage. Then yeah, yeah, she was quite young. So she's dating Paul Simon. Um, and uh, after the success of Star Wars, Carrie had a couple of television roles, including playing the love interest in Ringo Starr's 1978 TV special, Ringo. Mm. Ringo was loosely based on The Prince and the Pauper and starred Ringo Starr playing both a fictionalised version of himself and his fictional half-brother, Ongi Rats, which is Ringo Starr spelt backwards. That's clever. This sounds like... It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds clever and fun and great. Yeah. Ringo, what a guy. Everyone knows, hottest Beatle. <laughs> Second best drummer in the Beatles, am I right? Same for all that bullshit on me, man. He was the best drummer in the Beatles because he was the only drummer in the Beatles. Even if other ones were better at the drums, <laughs> he was the only one the only who drummer. was playing the drums. Longest standing. At the live shows. I mean, yeah. some of them, I think Paul did play on. Anyway. I just don't want to hear a bad word said about Ringo. I know he's a listener, so 
We love you, Ringo. That's from all of us. Mr. I. I like him. Yeah. Um, Don't love him. Like Star Wars. I like him. Don't love him. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get those... The big Ringo nerds. Oh, they freak out if you get it wrong. Yeah. Mm. They get annoyed. They do. They are passionate and don't blame them. The ring heads. So that was in uh, 1978. That November she played Princess Leia in the TV production Star Wars Holiday Special, (laughs) which included her singing as well. I have not seen that. No. I I haven't seen it either. Apparently it's, it's one of the worst things ever though, right? So they just did an extra little special. Yeah. Yeah. There's a... Like, and that didn't kill the franchise. No, they've tried to bury it a bit since. And I, th- I believe uh, Chewbacca goes back to his home planet and spends their equivalent of Christmas together. It's all, it's yeah, low budget. I mean, real. everyone has a family, you know? Yeah, family's important, even to Wookiees, or especially to Wookiees. Mm. Well, then, of course, in 1980, she played the role of Mystery Woman in the Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, she was. What a she's great very film. good in it. She's good in it. Yeah, they get, they don't give a lot of context. She just does a lot of face work. You know, mm. I love that. A lot of holding of weapons. Um, on the set of Blues Brothers, Carrie started dating uh, one of the film stars, Dan Aykroyd, and he proposed to her on set. Oh, in front of everyone else. Don't like that. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, no public proposals. Please no. Don't put us through it. No, I get. I would get so uncomfortable. Unless both want it to happen, but I feel like normally that's just used as a way to pressure. Peer pressure, yeah. So, yeah. I'm not sure which way this is going to go. Yeah, let's well, do it safely on camera <laughs> at a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. no! And if it goes wrong, at least I've got a viral video on my hands. <laughs> what a yeah. roll of the dice! Um, Unless you're both shameless. So Carrie said of her relationship with Dan Aykroyd, she said, we had rings, we got blood tests, the whole shot. Yeah, right. Hang on, what? I don't know. Rings and blood tests. Same day? But then I got back together with Paul Simon. They got back together. (laughs) A three-way. Then I got back together, she said. Oh. (laughs) You said they got back together. Then I got back together with Paul Simon. I thought they were just collecting numbers as they went. (laughs) Yeah, that would be amazing. You win? You win? (laughs) Who's in? This is going to be the best marriage ever. Anyone wants to get married? Who wants to get married to us? It's the biggest public proposal of all time. <laughs> Everybody. So this, this sounds like this is still that Hollywood thing that we were talking about before where everyone's marrying, like everyone's famous getting together. Yeah, and this is this next sentence is fun. Carrie was married to Paul Simon from August 1983 to July 1984, so just under a year, at which time they divorced but continued to date for about eight more years. Huh. Right. Just got divorced. So being married yeah. put too much pressure on Yeah, them. yeah. Let's go back to the start. Let's just take our rings off. Yeah. Do a bit of paperwork and then continue our lives as normal. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not really, obviously, I don't have a lot of information as to the ins and outs of their relationship, mm. but that's what happened. Anyway, over the next few years, she acted in quite a lot of films and also. Favorite of Broadway. She appeared on Broadway in Censored Scenes from King Kong in 1980. The same year. There you go. There's a primate's tip for you, Maddie. Ooh, that sounds great. We'll travel back in time and see that on Broadway. <laughs> I should say also people who think we've skipped over the Star Wars, we did a full episode on Star Wars last year. Yes, as told by Star Wars expert, Mr. Sunday Movies. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to go into the, everything to do with Star Wars because I am not an expert, and we've already done it. And this report is about the life of Carrie Fisher. 
Yes, she's so much more than just... She's more than just that. General Otaga or whatever. My next sentence, Dave? though, is Star Wars related, so... What is, what, help me out. General Otaga. Is that right? No. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. It's you really made me think... It's like String Yong there. Oh. Is it close to something? Princess Leia. <laughs> is that what you think of? Oh, yes, sorry, that's it. But what... Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of what does she call in the in the in the the newer ones? What's she called in that? <laughs> That'd be funny if this general Otago and you were right and I just shut you down. <laughs> Again, I don't love it. I just like it. Leia, uh general it's general something. General General Organa. Jeez, it was close. You were close. It was pretty close. But you weren't correct. Because that must be her surname. Princess Leia Organa. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, growing, getting bigger, it all means the same thing. Squarespace (laughs) makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And if you're worried about like, well, I don't know how to write stuff for a website and make myself look good, well, you can get help with the written content for your website with Squarespace AI. You can generate instant personalized results that highlight your brand identity you can explain what your site's about choose your tone enter what you need and bang you got some short and long form text baby so squarespace ai makes it easy to go live stand out and succeed online i'm so glad you had that bit because i thought it was pronounced squarespace ai (laughs) (laughs) anyway sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download. I don't know if I'm hitting all these words as <laughs> intended, like PDFs, musics, or ebooks. I would love to buy Matt's ebook. I'd like to buy Matt's course, and you you can do that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Be more like Matt. Oh, one hundred and one. Wow. How yeah. many? One, does it go to one hundred and two? It goes all the way to one hundred and two. <laughs> wow. You can customize everything with next generation editing technology. You can create engaging lessons your audience will love and then set the price. You can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Matt, how much is it to be more like Matt 101? Oh, three mil. Wow. Wow. Like per month or? Yeah, USD. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash do. Do go on. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> well, the same year that she uh, was on Broadway in Censored Scenes of King Kong, she reprised her role as Princess Leia in The Empire Strikes Back, and she also starred as Sister Agnes in the Broadway production of Agnes of God in 1983, and that's a play that is notoriously demanding and challenging to, to perform. Uh, it's a story of a novice nun who gives birth and insists that the child was the result of a virgin uh, conception, and it's just three characters, a lot of stage time. It's pretty gruelling. One of the characters, not Agnes, who she was playing, one of the characters is on stage the entire time, like does not get a break. So it's really gruelling. It's like, 
yeah, it's it's notoriously demanding. People kind of respect you for doing it. So she did she did that. She's doing a lot of uh, Broadway. Also in '83, Carrie returned to the role of Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi and posed in the character's metal bikini on the cover of the summer of 1983 issue of Rolling Stone to promote the film. And that cover kind of became quite famous as well. Um, in 86, she starred along with Barbara Hershey and Mia Farrow in Woody Allen's Hannah and Her Sisters, and that film also starred Michael Caine. <laughs> I just put that in because Michael Caine was in the movie. What a guy. I mean, I love him. Okay. I want to read his biography. Autobiography? I, I would like to be read his autobiography by him. Oh, I imagine man. He's, surely that's, there's a. Do you reckon he's audiobook? read his own audio? I reckon. I love it when they do. Yeah. Oh. First yeah, I'd chapter. To that. My Hello. My name <laughs> is Michael Caine. This is my story. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a boy, <laughs> yeah, goes on. Etc. Etc. Yeah, no spoilers, Sounds, please. Yeah, to be honest, it does sound more like Michael Caine when he does it, but um, <laughs> I, I feel I, like I wasn't even in, I wasn't even committing to that. It's um, I thought of the, I, I'd read this before. I just wanted to confirm it. His book is called "Blowing mm. the Bloody Doors Off" and it other is. lessons in my life. Yes, it is. It's cold. Go on, Dave. Do it. That's it. As he will do. You were only supposed to blow the bloody dolls off. What's that from? The Italian job. Yeah, you know, Marky Wahlberg. The original job. The original Italian With job. a very young Marky Wahlberg. Yeah. He was in nappies. Oh, that's yeah. cute. The Italian job, baby. I yeah. liked the second, like the reprisal, when they all had different coloured Mini Coopers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very cool. I reckon also the only reason that film was probably made, right? Funded by Mini Coopers. Probably. Well, in the first one, they're also Mini Coopers. That's right, but that's why I reckon that's why they made that particular film again. Because they rolled the whole thing. Yeah, re-releasing Mini Coopers. Wouldn't be no. surprised. That's that's a good one. So somewhere around this time, at the age of twenty-nine, Carrie was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And her diagnosis came after a year-long battle with addiction. That it turns out was uh, kind of made worse by her mental illness. So she said, I used to think I was a drug addict, pure and simple, just someone who could not stop taking drugs willfully. And I was that, but it turns out I am severely manic depressive. So she said her drug use was a form of self-medication. She kind of used pain medication like uh, Percodin to dial down the manic aspect of her bipolar disorder. And in another interview, she revealed that she used cocaine during the filming of The Empire Strikes Back. The second C is soft. (laughs) Cocaine. Oh, yeah, I'll try it. Mm, You want to try some cocaine? We're going to do a few lines of coast. (laughs) That sounds nice. Yeah. Um, Coast of Cola. (laughs) And is Perkadin, is that related to you at all? Yes. Yeah. Grandpa Giuseppe (laughs) Perkadin. Before he changed his name to Perkins, invented it. Yeah. Ah, Papa Giuseppe. We miss him. Yeah. Uh, But we thank him for inventing (laughs) Perkadin. So, yeah, she said she was using cocaine during the filming of Empire Strikes Back and she said, slowly I realised I was doing a bit more drugs than other people and losing my choice in the matter. So, she, yeah, she had um, a bit of an issue with addiction there as well. 
1987, she moved away briefly from her acting job and into a new role as an author. She wrote and published her first novel called Postcards from the Edge. I love that. The Edge of what? You'll have to read to find out. Okay. Um, it's a semi-autobiographical in the sense that she fictionalised and um, satirised real-life events such as her drug addiction of the late 70s and her relationship with her mother. Her, uh, Carrie Fisher and her mum, you'd sort of think Hollywood mother-daughter, they probably hate each other. They they are best friends. They live next door to each other. They're very, very close. I love it. So cute. The book was a huge success. She received the Los Angeles Pen Award for Best First Novel. Um, for, for great penmanship. She great wrote penmanship. really neatly. Yeah. <laughs> in the lines. Wow. It's People all very like, legible. You know, we have computers. You can you can type it out. Yeah. She's there like, wasn't a lot of competition. <laughs> I'm two thirds of the way through now. Yeah. I'm just going to finish it by yeah, the yeah. end. And there's obviously we're only going to do a short print run because I don't have enough time to. <laughs> We're doing twelve of these books. Carrie, we can we can like scan and make copies and no 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 no. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no it's no, important no. to me. So pen these Excuse me, I'm just going to put back on my uh, my writing music. Ah, I really want to win this pen award. A couple of years later, in 1990, Columbia Pictures released a film version of Postcards from the Edge, and it starred. Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine, and Dennis Quaid. Bit of a an all-star cast. Um, and when she was asked why she didn't take on the role of her story's protagonist named Suzanne in the film version, Carrie Fisher remarked, I've already played Suzanne, <laughs> <laughs> which I like. How'd the film go? Yeah, quite well. I, think Did, her, I didn't know about any of this. No. I knew her book was called that, but I didn't know that. So Mer- did Meryl Streep play her? It was the reasoning yes. Meryl Streep will be better at playing me than I am yeah. at well, being me. I think it's like uh, it is semi-autobiographical. Obviously she's like. Yeah, her name's not Suzanne. So there's Everyone that. Everyone else is the same. <laughs> That's all she's <laughs> changed. But she kind of like she. I think she hammed it up a bit or she just drew from her experiences more so than. Drew with a pen. Drew with a pen. It was a picture book and uh, <laughs> she's quite the artist. Um. So, yeah, so uh, then over the next few years she had roles in films like When Harry Met Sally, The Burbs, Drop Dead Fred, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I can't remember, remember her in any of those. I've seen all those films. When Harry Met Sally, she plays like the... the well, maybe I haven't seen that. I've friend. seen the ad of it because it used to be played on Channel 10 or something all the time. You know those movies that yeah. just played too much? And I always felt so depressing. It's a classic. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, that woman, she orgasms in the shop. Yeah. While she's asking for cornflakes or something. Yeah, cornflakes. Was that an ad that was parodied off it? Maybe I've never even seen the actual scene. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. Yeah, there you go. Cornflakes, wink at camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, is that it? Sounds like a classic to me. I think that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> I don't remember in Austin Powers, though. No. Oh, uh, I think she plays. Mini Me? Yes. <laughs> God, she's good. She actually plays all the roles, fat bastard. <laughs> she did them uh, all. Austin. Austin, wow. Kenny G. That's good writing. Uh, evil. evil. She's uh, evil. 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 She's very talented. 
She also wrote a couple more novels, Surrender the Pink in 1990 and Delusions of Grandma in 1993. <laughs> that is a horrific title. Surrender the Pink. Oh, God. What's wrong with that? Oh, What's wrong with Surrender the Pink? Not, I do not agree. Where did your minds go? I do not Surrender like the Pink. Um, Sure. <laughs> I mean, whatever you want it. I don't think you should be ordering people to surrender their pink. I'm not ordering anything. I'm reading a book title okay. in my report. <laughs> I love what she said. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I'm not even sure how Dave's interpreting it. But I mean, it's a you also. The mind, not me. Certainly not me. I, I looked at you when I said it. And you, mean, look, you were looking Matt, no, straight at Dave. I contact like, what the hell is that title? <laughs> <laughs> you have no problems with delusions of grandma? <laughs> That's fine. But Surrender the Pink. Dave loves the pun. (laughs) Is that Delusion of Grandma, Delusion of Grand Jew? Maybe. How do you feel about the pink? That's That's a terrible pun. pun. How do you feel about the pink? Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? I don't know. Now I hate it. I'm trying to be noncommittal. Okay, so. I like it. I don't love it like Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I want to move away from Surrender the Pink. Move away from the pink. (laughs) In 1991. Carrie and Paul uh, Paul Simon finally split up for good. So that whole time she's... They're donezos. She's still dating him. They're not married, but they're, they're dating. Any classic songs about her at all? Yes. Uh, which I read about and didn't write down. Oh, yes, there's, there's a couple of his songs that are about her. Yeah, right. Like That's a so bridge over Carrie Fisher. Yeah. She used to, yeah, she loved bridges. Um, she loved flowing child. under bridges. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, after they split up for good, she began a relationship with Brian Lord, who was a well-known talent agent with Creative Artists Agency. And their first and only child, Billy Lord, was born in 1992. Ah, uh, that's a name. I love Billy. Billy's a girl too. Like, but just Billy Lord. Billy Lord is great. It'd be hard it? to find. I reckon even Todd Lord would sound good because that sounds like good Lord. <laughs> Todd Lord. <laughs> Todd Lord. <laughs> Which is good Lord is possibly uh, my favourite phrase ever to come out of someone's mouth and it, my grandma used, uh, used to say it quite a lot. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> when my parents told her, uh, my parents told her that they were going to Russia for a holiday. Good Lord. <laughs> Why are you going there? Fantastic. <laughs> when did they go to Russia? Oh. Your parents have travelled a lot, haven't they? Yeah, they've been to quite a few places. She good lorded when they were going to Egypt as well. Good lord. Good lord. <laughs> because, you know, well, she is still in her 90s, so she views Russia as a very different place as to what it is now. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Anyway, so they've had uh, their first and only child, Billy Lord, born in 1992, and a couple of years after Billy was born, the relationship between Carrie and Brian ended when Brian left to be in a homosexual relationship and he married Bruce Bozzi, the co-owner of The Palm, a fine dining steakhouse in Manhattan in 2016. Bruce Bozzi is a great name. Bruce I know, Bozzi. but they got married. Would Bruce keep Bozzi or did he become Bruce Lord? Because oh, that is also oh, great. Bruce Lord is very good. A bit Bozzi. What about Bruce Bozzi Lord? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That like is it. sick. What if it went the other way? Who, what's Lord's first name? Uh, Brian. Brian Bozzy. Brian Bozzy, yeah. Brian and Bruce Bozzy. That's, there's Take no that. contest there. Brian and Bruce Bozzy Lord. Lord, Brian and Bruce Bozzy. <laughs> like, no, no. Bruce Lord Bozzy. 
Bruce Lord Bozzy. Yeah, Bruce and Brian Lord Bozzy. <laughs> Lord Bruce Bozzy. No. A Lord Bozzy. And that Lord Bozzy. Lord Bozzy. Oh. Oh, nice to see you again, uh, Bruce Bozzy. <laughs> my Lord. Oh, it's my Lord Bruce and also my Lord Brian Bozzy. <laughs> Hello, my lords. My, lo- my lords. Uh, Welcome is to what you often boys. address the uh, owner of an Outback Steakhouse as? Yeah. My oh, lord. my lord. Well, you do when that's their name. I love my lord. <laughs> that my is lord. fun. My lord. My oh, lord. Good, good, my lord. My lord. Good, oh. my lord. Through the 90s, um, Carrie did a lot of uncredited script work. Just Carrie Bickmore? Yes. Okay. Carrie Fisher. Oh. Did a lot of uncredited script work for a bunch of different movies, including uh, writing a lot of Rene Russo's dialogue in Lethal Weapon 3. What? And the script for The Wedding Singer. What? She wrote the script for The no, Wedding Singer? No, she just like she just yeah, sort of works edited. on scripts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you sure someone has been freaking around with the Wikipedia oh, maybe. articles? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> but uh, that's what I read. And this is Carrie Bickmore. No. That, yeah, that didn't... At no point here if I, am I talking about Carrie Bickmore. Okay, great. So clear When that you up? say Carrie, I hear Carrie Bickmore. I know, but... Um, I thought it was weird that you were talking about Carrie Bickmore. In my report during... about Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it seemed a bit off topic. I don't know, it's just about Carrie's. Right. Yeah. So. Also that one where the uh, girl who gets veins on her face. Is that something? Is there a show called the Car- film Carrie? Carrie? Carrie. And it's all about someone getting veins? I don't... No, if it's about getting veins. She's got lines on her head. Got a TV show, Puberty Blues, and you're confusing veins with pubic hair. <laughs> Have you done Grab that? the vaso. <laughs> all I remember from <laughs> all, I, all I remember is rack off mole. <laughs> rack off mole. <laughs> Incredible line. Yeah, it's, it's all so about good. vaso and moles. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. banging in the back of a ute. Panel uh, van. To be yeah, young sorry, again. Thank you. Oh, to be young again. It's romantic, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Just because you haven't banged in the back of a panel van? Just because you've never had to grab the vaso. <laughs> oh, rack off, Mole. <laughs> <laughs> Great soundtrack. It's so good to be sharing some Australian culture. Yeah. For the new listeners who are like, big Carrie Fisher fan, <laughs> obviously want to hear about her life a little bit more. <laughs> want to hear about Puberty Blues, yeah. the Aussie classic film. Guys, if there are any big Carrie Fisher fans listening for the first time, they've stopped listening a while ago. <laughs> True. Let's not kid ourselves. They're cool. In 2001, she co-wrote These Old Broads, and it's about three Hollywood stars who were brought together again for a TV special. They were like in a uh, a film musical called Boy Crazy back in the 60s, and it's being re-released, so they've they're all being brought back together. But they all can't, they all hate each other. So the film starred her mother, Debbie Reynolds. Joan Collins and Shirley MacLaine as the three Whoa. Hollywood stars who hate each other and are all managed by the same agent, played by Elizabeth Taylor. Holy schmoly. So great. she's got her mum and her old stepmom. That is a hot lineup. Huge. That'd be one of the biggest ensembles right? of all time. Massive. Um, so it was, and it, that film did really, really well as well. It was a big success too. But kind of cool that she co wrote something that starred her mum and like her ex. Stepmom and very cool. Um, for uh, for fifteen years between nineteen ninety one two thousand and five, Carrie was one of the top script doctors in Hollywood, working on screenplays of other writers. I had no idea. That's I amazing. Know. She was a great writer. Um, in two thousand and four, she published a sequel to her novel uh, Postcards from the Edge, and it was called The Best Awful There Is. Um, and a bit more about 
some of her writing as well. But she was also, uh, all during this time, she voiced uh, in a character in Family Guy. She voiced Peter Griffin's boss, Angela. Oh, right. Which I was like, I don't remember Angela. And then I looked up on YouTube and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And only then watching it, I was like, oh, my God, that is Carrie Fisher. But before that, I had no idea. Um, she wrote and performed in her one-woman play, Wishful Drinking, at the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles. That's a pun. <laughs> From November 2006 to January 2007. And then she toured the show all over the country in 2008 and published a book by the same name based on the one-woman play. So Wishful Drinking then opened on Broadway in New York and played an extended run from October 2009 until 2010. So over about four years she's performing this show and then there's a book and then she's performing it some more. Um, In December of 2009 she uh, did an audiobook recording of Wishful Drinking and it earned her a nomination for the 2009 Grammy Award in the best spoken word album category, and she lost to Michael J. Fox with Always Looking Up. She was nominated for a Grammy for her audio book. Oh, Michael J. I, Fox. Michael J. Fox is one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Uh, obviously playing uh, Marty McFly, uh, also uh, Alex P. Keaton yep. in Family Ties, uh, also the Wolfman in Teen Wolf. Yep. Uh, some might. You know, some of the best. So a very deserving So win. I'm just saying, and obviously is when he speaks words, I listen. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I you. do know what you mean. I can't believe how much stuff she's done. Right? At a high, like, at a high critically acclaimed level. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be a sadder tale. But this is just like, and then she was great at another thing. Yeah. And then, oh, she had to go at this, which she also was loved for. Well, I don't. I just have no. I didn't know any of this. I stuff. didn't really know a lot of this either. She's wickedly funny, um, but yeah, and a very good writer, very talented writer. So she's working on a lot of other people's scripts and sort of helping them with their their scripts. She's writing amazing shows for herself. Her books are doing really well. I think it's just very difficult to be from a very young age to be associated with Star Wars, right? The biggest film of all time yeah. at that point, and then like the biggest one of the biggest franchises ever. So when we think of her, we think Princess Leia, even though she was like, what, 22 or something then. And Star Wars. And did something for 40 40 years after that. But unfortunately, it just gets overshadowed. Yeah, she did heaps. And I think Star Wars as well is like quite a serious role for her. But she's hilarious. She's really, really funny. Um, She had various cameos on a lot of TV shows, including Sex and the City, was even nominated for an Emmy for her performance when she guest starred as Rosemary Howard on an episode of 30 Rock called Rosemary's Baby. She was nominated for an Emmy just for that cameo. Yeah, right. Very good. Hey, do you know Sex and the City? Yeah. There are four characters there. Fuck, I knew this this would happen. Which one are are we? Has anyone seen it? Yeah. I've seen the movie and some episodes of the... I, I guess I'm the red-headed one because i got red hair. Uh, Does my personality line up with her? That wouldn't be why you're her, but I reckon you probably are. Because she's a go-getter, top top quality lawyer. Yeah. I'm guessing Meso is probably the Samantha. Yeah. You are the... I'm uh, Carrie. Oh, you're Carrie. So that means Dave you're Charlotte. the boring one. Mr. Big. No. No, no, no. No, mate. No, no. Come on. Which one's Charlotte. Charlotte's. She's the brunette. Yeah. She's like the prude. Yeah, that's Dave. Sign me up. 
Guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Carrie because I'm, I'm I'm very introspective Sorry, and right. kind of <laughs> the worst. <laughs> oh, she no good. No, they're all they're all shit. We ah. we just introduced a third Carrie here, and I'm really confused. Oh yeah. <laughs> In a March 2013 interview, following the announcement that a new trilogy of films would be produced. Fisher confirmed that she I would reprise. What, what kind of trilogy is going to be? Do you think it's going to be a remake of Bigfoot Show? Bigfoot Show. The Big Pink. <laughs> uh, Greg Greg Watson television show, or whatever his name was. Imagine if they turn that into a movie trilogy. Well, let's see if you can guess it. Fisher confirmed that she would reprise her role as Princess Leia. Mm, yeah, I think it's Greg Watson's television program. There it is. He got it. God, he's good. I love how they still called it television program, even though it was a movie now. <laughs> yeah, I just like to keep it authentic. Yeah. Um, no, she said she'd reprise, reprise the role in episode seven Star Wars of the Star Wars series. And, uh, and she claimed that Leia was elderly. Uh, she's in an intergalactic, intergalactic old folks' home now. <laughs> I think she would be just like she was before, only slower and less inclined to be up for the big battle. And this scoop took off. The media picked it up. They're like, oh, my God, she's going to be in it. It's going to be huge. But nothing had actually officially been confirmed at all. So media outlets are reporting it. This is back on March 6, 2013, after which her representatives had to say on the same day that Fisher was joking and that nothing had been announced. And it wasn't until the following January, so nearly a year later, that she confirmed her involvement uh, and the involvement of the original cast in the upcoming sequels. Um, but it's pretty funny that she kind of trolled them. <laughs> She's like, yeah, so uh, Leia's uh, in an old folks' home now mm-hmm. out in space. And uh, <laughs> people like, <laughs> like run, write this down, write this writing down. Writing down and running to a payphone. Yeah. <laughs> Make the call. Hot, hot scoop. scoop. <laughs> um, Anyway, so The Force Awakens was released worldwide on December 18, 2015, and Fisher was nominated for a 2016 Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actress for her portrayal. And uh, around the same time, or sorry, just the uh, the next year, her memoir, The Princess Diarist, was released in November 2016. The book's based on diaries she kept while filming the original Star Wars trilogy in the late 70s and early 80s. There's a lot in there as well about it was around the time of um, she was struggling with drug addiction and alcohol and stuff like that. So it's, um, yeah, pretty interesting to be based on on those diaries that she was keeping during that time. It was very scandalous as well because in the book she mentioned a three-month affair she had with Harrison Ford during the filming of Star Wars, which previously had never been mentioned before. And he he was in that film as well. He played the character on Solo. Is that true? Dave? I... Can't remember what his character was called. <laughs> I, lo- I like I don't love it. <laughs> I don't remember the biggest character. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I remember Darth Vader, Princess Leia, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, my favorite character. God, he was funny. <laughs> Such witty dialogue and funny noises. <laughs> I love funny noises, but also really endearing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, cute. So cute. <laughs> Ticked all the boxes. Oh, uh, hope they bring him back. Yeah. You do like Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because he's doing spin-off film. I think yeah. that's got to be in the works. Feels like they can't sit on a cash cow like that for too long. <laughs> what did happen to him? 
Uh, Mino, Mino, so sorry, sir. Is that sort of what he would talk about? Yeah. I think at the end of the film, it was Mino, bit... so sorry. <laughs> at the end of the film, it was just like Poochie on The Simpsons. <laughs> no, I have to leave. And he's just sort of dragged out of a shot and goes to his home planet to never return. <laughs> Good. Um, in her later years, Carrie had an emotional support animal, a French bulldog named Gary. Oh, here we go. This is the start. This well done. Gary. This is good. Thank you so much. And she brought him to numerous appearances and interviews. He'd be with her everywhere. He's very cute. Can YouTube it? He's got lots of uh, Gary. Lots of times, Gary's with her as well. Little French bulldog. C- did she ever come to your show, Dave? I don't, or in not, your time? Not that I knew of. Right. I'm sure I've seen her on there, but. Maybe that was before your time. What show are you speaking of? <laughs> Facty fact. <laughs> <laughs> the project, you dingus. I thought you meant, I thought you were mucking around being like, did she ever come and see you do stand-up? Yeah, no? did she ever come to your world record show or? No? Oh. I think the project did a, cr- a cross tour before. I don't know if she was live in the studio. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that as well. Good memory there, Matt. Yeah, and I reckon it was maybe around the di- the time of these diaries coming out. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, so finally, <laughs> coming on my quiz show. <laughs> All right, she'd uh, be great. Carrie, is it porn or not porn? She's <laughs> very question. funny. She'd be up for it. She would be very good. Well, in 2016, she was on a huge book tour for her Princess Diarist book, and after she's still handwriting them. Yeah, it took ages. <laughs> <laughs> she only had, well, when I say like it was based on her diaries from the 70s, it was just her diaries. She right. was just, so one copy. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone took a turn. Everyone have a look. <laughs> have a quick squiz. Stop hogging it. Pass it on. Read faster. Anyway, so she's uh, just finishing up the European leg of her book tour and she was on a flight from London to L.A., and around 15 minutes before the plane landed, she had a medical emergency and a fellow passenger reported that she, was, she wasn't breathing and another passenger performed CPR until paramedics arrived. She was taken by ambulance to the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Centre where she was placed on a ventilator. And on the morning of December 27, 2016, after being in intensive care for four days, Fisher died at the age of 60 um, at the UCLA Medical Centre. The next day, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, suffered a stroke while she and her oh. son, Todd, were making funeral arrangements for Carrie. Uh, and so that was the next day. So that was the 28th of December. Um, she was taken to hospital where she died later that afternoon. So they died within a day of each other. That's amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it sort of bizarre and weird and poetic? It's a bit of everything. Yeah. Well, brutal for Todd. Yeah. So they had a joint, uh, there was a, a joint private memorial for both of them on the 5th of January 2017, so like a week later. Um, this is so good. A portion of Fisher's ashes were laid to rest beside her mother in a crypt at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Hollywood Hills. The remainder of her ashes are held in a giant novelty Prozac pill. <laughs> and where where's the pill? I don't know. I would assume it's in the pink. with her family. <laughs> With her daughter or Whatever her brother, maybe. Means. Whatever that is. <laughs> she's just such a, like, she's a real firecracker. In all of her interviews and stuff, she's very funny. And I think that's, I think she would have found that 
I, that was probably her idea, I would guess. She would find that very funny. It'd be such a weird call to make from Todd. <laughs> yeah. Todd's like, I know what would be funny. But trust me. <laughs> hey, she'd think this is funny. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I can't believe, yeah, 60 years to fit so much shit into. So wild. much. Huge. Um, in 2016, so uh, the year that she had. Of our Lord. Twenty sixteen, the year of our Lord. Harvard College gave Fisher. I'm just uh, just to finish up. I've just got a few like kind of awards and and other things as well. So Are these fun fact awards. Not that fun. Okay. Just interesting. Nice way to wrap it up, rather than me being like she died. Bye. Um, Harvard College gave Fisher its annual Outstanding Lifetime Achievement Award in Cultural Humanism, noting that her forthright activism and outspokenness about addiction, mental illness. Uh, and mental illness have advanced public discourse on these issues with creativity and empathy. Um, she was also so that's a non-competitive award, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's an honorary award. She was also I always say this word wrong posthumously. No, you nailed it. Uh, yes. If you stuff it off again, just copy and paste you saying that one there. Yeah, nice. She was posthumously made a Disney legend in 2017 and in 2018 she was awarded a posthumous Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album. So that would have been for Princess Diarist. So she got that Grammy. Um, along with being a celebrated actress and writer, Carrie was a supporter and advocate for several causes, including women's advocacy, animal rights and LGBT causes. Um, she was open about her experiences caring for friends who suffered from AIDS, contributed financially to various AIDS and HIV organisations, including hosting a benefit uh, for the Foundation for AIDS Research. And she also served as an honorary board member for the International Bipolar Foundation. And in 2014, she received the Golden Heart Award for her work with the Midnight Mission, which is a not-for-profit that provides services and assistance like educational training, a mobile kitchen and family housing with an emphasis on developing self-sufficiency for the underprivileged. So, yeah, as Matt just said, 60 years, she fit in a lot of stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So she's like obviously a hugely successful actress, Award-winning author. Great drug user. Great drug Sounds user. Sounds like she used a lot, like a probably record amounts of certain stuff. And well, you know? Really? <laughs> she used them well. And that is admirable. Yeah. So that is my report on the life of Carrie Fisher. Great report. And I should have said it as well. I, I forgot to say at the start. It was suggested by quite a few people. I pulled this one out of the hat. It was voted on by our Patreons, um, but it was suggested by Sandy Ty, Jake uh, Griefenstein, sorry, Jake, Alex Dimmick, <laughs> Hannah Hemsley-Brown. So thank you to you guys for suggesting Carrie Fisher as a topic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if you want to suggest a topic, we get asked this a bit. You don't have to be a Patreon supporter. Anyone can do it at any time. You just go to uh, dogoonpod.com and there's a little tab there that says submit a topic and it takes you to a page where you can fill out a form. It's pretty quick. Don't worry about that. And uh, you tell us why it's it's fun and or, you know, or interesting and hopefully we'll pick your thing and thank you. We'll pick your thing and thank you. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful bit of sentence tree there. Yeah. Thank so you. lovely. It feels great to be slam dunked by the best there. <laughs> and as always, at the end of the show, we do a couple of things for you. 
For me? No, Dave. (laughs) Them. Oh, that's right. And when you say them, do you mean the fantastic people that keep this little pod rocking? And that is the people that support our Patreon. We have mentioned it a couple of times, but if you're not sure what that means, basically, uh, if you want to support this free podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash dogoonpod and you can keep the episodes coming out every single week. And uh, if you uh, chuck us a couple of bucks, there's a few different uh, reward tiers. You can, you can uh, vote on topics like they did with Jess's topic this week. And uh, my one upcoming, I'm on in the vote at the moment as well. And you get to know about gigs in advance. You can get two bonus episodes that no one else gets and uh, all sorts of other little things, including uh, shout-outs, which we're going to thank some people in a minute. But first of all, we've got our fact, quote, or questionnaire. That's right. And this week's fact, quote, or questionist is Jordan Theobald. Hmm. This is his first time in the fact, quote, or question segment. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Uh, and you get to give yourself a title when you give a fact, quote, or question. And his title for himself is Elder Sultan of the Interdimensional League of Dugo Honours. Wow. Wow. I mean, welcome, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to bow down to that. Yeah. Your Honour? What do we? What's the? What do we call that? I reckon he'd get the lot at Subway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're tired. You loving this, Jordan? You loving this? I um I will now read his fact. Thanks. Oh, so it's, it's a fact this it's week. It's a fact. I love a fact. Uh true. False. Okay. Well, I have done no um checking of it. In fact, I haven't even done any reading of it yet, but I'm trying to read it off my small screen on my phone here. Uh Jordan says there was a species of frog that was found in Queensland in the early 70s. The females would swallow their fertilised eggs and after six weeks, they would vomit out. <laughs> oh, my God, what's it going to be? <laughs> what are they going to vomit out? What's it going to be? Coins? What's it going to be? They vomit out. So, quoting Tony Martin jokes, they vomit out. Live, fully developed frogs, oh, around got... 20 of them. I'll keep going. Thank Whoa. you. But they went extinct by the 80s because humans ruin everything. And fungal disease, uh, a fungal disease that was introduced accidentally by humans, wiped out the gastric brooding frogs and many other amphibians. Here's a link to a picture of the gastric brooding frog. And I'm pulling it up now. That is amazing. Ama- imagine vomiting out. Little frogs. Oh, my goodness. There I don't a know frog. if that's awesome or awful. It's, it's a frog in a frog. Inside the frog, yeah. It's like a babushka doll of frogs. Yeah, but not in a fun, cutesy way. Just <laughs> real yuck. That's hor- And they would vomit up 20 of those things. Yeah. Oh, God. Jordan, thank you. <laughs> yeah, wow, that was. Around 20, yeah. That's wild. Okay, that's. that's pretty fascinating. I didn't I- know about that. Thank you, Jordan. I also forgot that, Jess, you had access to my... Fact, quote, or question sack. Matt, I have access to everything of yours. Bloody hell, Every well sack Thanks of for yours? jumping in there. Saving the bloody day. I love to help out. Thank you. And if you two would like to be a fact, quote, or questionnaire, that's another award we should have said. So basically you get to give yourself a title and then suggest a fact, quote, or a question for Matt to regale us with. And that was an interesting one. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. But now it's time for us to uh, personally thank... Some of our Patreon uh, supporters for their support. And normally Jess gives us a game to go along with the name. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, 
I get what what's it gonna be? I'd kinda like to like name their memoir. Oh great. What do you reckon? Like the edge of the bush? What was it? The edge of the postcards, postcards, postcards from, the from, edge, from the edge. Or like <gasps> the Princess Diarist. Do you reckon there were any people disappointed that they weren't a series of postcards from the U2 guitarist? Yes. I reckon <laughs> I reckon a lot of the sales were that. For some sort of art installation. But all bookshops like clued onto that pretty quickly and changed their refund policies. Yeah, great. No to no refunds? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be full refund. Now it's no refund. But they still kept it in the U2 section of their shops. Which was odd. Yeah. And a little misleading of them. A little them. bit. But they're dirty like business, but Mama's gotta eat, they said. Yeah. Who's mama? Obviously, the book mama. The book book mama got to eat. Could I thank, uh, first of all, from one of my favourite states of all the states, Mm. Ohio (gasps) in America. I mean, the people's state. From uh, more specifically, Canal Winchester or Canal Winchester. (laughs) I prefer Canal. Probably not. Probably not. I really do. I prefer (laughs) Canal. Dave, this isn't the time <laughs> to talk about your proclivities. I've been thinking about that ever since we talked about the Avatar horse or whatever that flying thing was. I'd love to thank, from Ohio, Jackie Quivillon. Ooh! Quivillon. Quivillon. Quivillon? Quivillon. Quivillon. Sorry, Jackie. Whichever way Say it. It's amazing to have a, it's a Q, Q in your first name and a Q in your last name. Yeah, double that, Q. That what is... do you reckon about the title... Quevel on the road. <laughs> I like it. Quevel on the road again? Yes, there it is. That's, That's the a sequel. sequel. <laughs> In brackets again. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's no, a beautiful book. Jackie. And what a life. What Jackie a life. Has lived. The achievement. She's lived, she's loved, she's laughed. Yeah. And there's a chapter on each. It's a three chapter book. Do you think you've eat, pray, love? No. <laughs> Coincidence. Coincidence. Copyright. Yeah. Copy- if are, they, are they long chapters? Yeah, yeah. Four, four or five pages each. Okay. Yeah. Oh, a big font. Oh. worried about getting through it. Yeah, yeah. She's right. handwriting them. <laughs> and she's on a pretty big extensive run. That's beautiful. 10,000. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good get for writing. you, Jackie. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Jackie, for your support. And I can't believe we're getting listeners from all the way over in Kane or Winchester, Ohio. Oh. Thank you so much. I'd also love to thank from Cheshire in Great Britain. I've stayed in Cheshire, the little town, or a beautiful town such city outside of Liverpool. I'm guaranteeing he was at a pub. Yeah. yeah did, you, did you pass out at a pub in Cheshire? I didn't pass out at a pub. You slept there for the night? I could not wake you up. They just put red velvet rope around you like Andre the Giant. I stayed at an Airbnb and I'm pretty sure I spent a big I was it was a six month trip and I, I spent too much in those couple of nights at the beautiful Cheshire Airbnb. I, w- I went there, rocked up to Liverpool. It's like I'll grab a combination when I get there. It was it was sort of like a twilight on a Saturday. And it, the streets were just wild. There were fi- I'm, wa- I'm walking with my backpack on my back and there are fights breaking out on the footpaths either side and I'm just sort of walking through it, bottles smashing, just people fist fighting. Like, what is going on? And then I, I tried to, three or four different, like, backpackers and stuff and they're like, yeah, we're all booked out. It's a big, big weekend here for whatever reason. So I got on a train. Anyway, what an interesting story. I ended up in Cheshire, Cheshire, which was a beautiful find because it was a lovely... 
A lovely city. Anyway, I'd love to thank, from Cheshire in Great Britain, Katie Higgins. Katie Higgins has been hoping that entire time that her name was about to get called out. Is it me from Cheshire? Yeah. What's he talking about? Uh, Katie Higgins. And her autobiography is called... Cheshire Cat in the Hat. Oh, yep. Because she famously wears a hat. And, and it's from Cheshire. Loves and cats. Is a, and is loves a cat. Is a, is <laughs> a, a cat. cat. Katie's well, a cat. <laughs> Katie's a cat. <laughs> Katie's is the cat spot with a K? Yeah. Like Katie. Yeah, yeah. Caddy. Rang. Cheshire Caddy in the hat. Cheshire Caddy in the hattie. Rang. Rang. Rang is also in the title. Mm. Yeah. Rang. That's the sequel. Rang 2. Mm. Back <laughs> in the rang. Ding, ding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Katie. We love you. May I thank some people? Yes, that would be really pleasant if you could. I would love to thank from Angus in the great in Great Britain. I don't know where Angus is, but it sounds awesome. I reckon that that's where, where the beef would be from or the cows. Yeah, probably. I'm reckon it, it feels Scottish. Yeah, I think it's Scottish, isn't it? Oh feels, yeah, it feels Scottish. That definitely makes sense. Isn't that where the the beef is from? And they was always trying to ham that up in um. In the ads. Yes. Angry Angus, that kind of stuff. It is. It's in Scotland. We've done it. We've cracked the code. We get you. Well, from Angus in Scotland, I would like to thank Kieran McCleary. Oh, that's a a brilliant name. I mean, really, didn't really need to Google it. We just sort of just. I can see McCleary now. (laughs) Oh, wow. I think there's a new pun king in town. (laughs) What about I can see McCleary now, Kieran has gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting on a ruling on this one. Not bad. We'll go for it. (laughs) Oh, great. Put my. I can see McCleary now, Kieran has gone. (laughs) I mean, come on. Will it get better than that? Probably not. We're peaking early. Woo-hoo! Thank you, Kieran. I hope you enjoy that. And good luck that. writing your autobiography. Can't wait to read it. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like to thank, if I may, also from Great Britain, from County Antrim, hoping one of you Googled that because you're both looking at your phones. I was hoping one of you had anticipated my needs. Up now. Thank you, Dave. County Antrim. Oh, that's in Northern Ireland. I was going to say that sounds Irish. Yeah. Ah, well, from... South of Bellamina. Northern Ireland, I would like to thank Noel Walker. Hello, Noel Walker. Come on, what have we got for walking? Walking. Walker. 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 Hey, I'm Noel Walker here. Hey, I'm Noel Walker here. That's great. That's a great auto bio. Yeah, it is good. It is good. That is good for a book because it's his story. Yeah. It and he is not walking. It works here. on so many levels. Here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's always not walking. He can't escape himself. I'm the walker here. Love that. Thank you, Noel. Thank you for your support. Thank you, matey. I would like to thank bringing us home now with a couple of beautiful names from Bendigo, right here in our state of Victoria. Woo! I would like to thank Megan Harrison. Megan Harrison. Do you know my Auntie Rose? She lives in Bendigo. Is that the title of her book? <laughs> no, nah, just, a, just a question. It's a good title. Um, Do you know my Auntie Rose? She yeah. lives in Bendigo. I'm listening. I'm, re- I'm, I'm keen You're to read. You're picking that one up? She probably gets yeah. asked that a lot. Do you know my Auntie Rose? Do you know my Auntie no. Rose? You should. She's great. Um, I've, I've just looked up. 
Because this is what I was googling. My mis- I was mistaking Cheshire for Chester. Right. <laughs> oh, nice. But it's also, I mean, it, it, they are, that is very close, but it's not. She lived in a specific town of Altrincham. Altrincham would be pronounced differently because it's English. Altrincham. Oh, boy. So, Megan Harrison. Megan Harrison. It's her time to shine, Matt. Megan Harrison, Harrison from Bendigo. Uh, Megan Harrison, I reckon that's something like, um, don't let Megan Harrison go down. (laughs) (laughs) Go down on me. No. 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 I was trying to do a sun pun. Sun pun. What's another sun song? Uh, Megan Harrison. Father and Megan Harrison. Yeah, Father and Megan Harrison. Here comes Megan Harrison. No. No, that's equally bad. Oh, no, Megan, I'm so sorry. Um, father and Megan Harris, son. But father and then son are in capital letters. Right. So you get it. So it's about her and her dad. Yeah. Please have a good relationship with I was just thinking, I was like, oof. <laughs> I I hope you have a great relationship with your father. What about or father figure. Yeah. Mumford and Megan Harris, sons. Yeah. And it's about her mum, her car, which is a Ford. <laughs> And her sons. Her, <laughs> her, her many, sons. many sons. Yeah. <laughs> Megan has eight sons. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't know what's causing it though. <laughs> Megan, you definitely got the worst there, but. Hey, there's something to work with there. I reckon Father and Megan Harris' son is a good p- option. Yeah. But we love you and thank you so much <laughs> for your support. Just know Megan we love you. Just know that we love you. Hey, you're great. You're the best. Just the way you are. To the wind beneath our wings. Finally, I would like to thank from Edinburgh in Scotland. We've been there. Olivia Gatliff. Olivia Gatliff. I love the name Olivia. Yeah, Olivia's a great name. Great name. uh, Olivia Gat Busy Liffin. Yeah, that's good. Gat Busy Liffin. And you tried to pass on the throne, <laughs> you great. piece of shit. Olivia. Long live the king. <laughs> Get busy living. Yes. Get busy dying. Yeah. But said it in a beautiful Edinburgh accent. Imagine how good that would oh, sound. It'd be so good. It would be like poetry to my ears. Yeah. be beautiful. It Thank you. Sense. Thank you to Olivia. Thanks, we Olivia. We appreciate your support. We appreciate all the people that support the Patreon and if you too would like to have your name read out just like that, what a prize. Go to patreon.com slash pod, and, uh, yeah, support the show. That'd be, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Be you so, won't regret it. It'd so be a nice. weird thing to regret. Well, we won't let you down. One of the, and did you mention the Facebook group, which is? No, that's another thing, and it's probably a, a big, you know. It's a for it's just a really fun um, place to be. There's posts going up every day, and people are chatting about all sorts of topics. Uh, and there's so much good stuff in there. I have I have a lot of fun checking. Yeah, it out. yeah, it's really really nice, and everyone is so friendly and on the same page. And that's the yeah the Patreon Facebook group. So once you uh, join up, you um, can join the Facebook chat, which is fun. It's so fun. We're fun on there. I'm a bit sassy sometimes. You really let out your sassy side, which is a, bit... a pretty private part of you. Yeah. I was a bit sassy the other day uh, because I knew the guy who had posted. I know him personally. So I said something a bit sassy, which got a few likes. And then I was like, oh, I hope 
They don't know I know him. <laughs> oh, no. Is something I said? No, they Dave. They know you know Dave. I know more than just Dave. Yeah, you know me. It was Matt. <laughs> oh, Matt. You sassed him good. I sassed him! And you're like, oh, I hope they, hope they know I know him. Oh, I don't want to appear rude. Plums. We had a pretty fun sass, sass, uh, Twitter <laughs> sass chain going on. A lot of people thought we were fighting, oh, I think which I were. enjoyed a lot too. I assume they were in with it. I like to think they're not. There was a moment when I said, <laughs> when I tweeted, we don't all have boyfriends to tweet about. <laughs> I did think for a second, like, is that is that going to be okay? <laughs> and it was. It stung. <laughs> wow. It stung a lot, the but hurts, the most of the time. Hurt. Uh, you just tell me how attractive my boyfriend is, so is, I, that's why I was like, jealousy's not cute on you, babe. The man is a babe. Sorry Huge to, babe. Sorry to take him down to his bloody yeah. physical appearance. Not to objectify, but... Because yeah, uh, his personality is absolutely dog, dog shit. Dog shit is the phrase dog I was thinking as well. Yeah, yeah well, shit. there's one word for it. Jeez, he gets up to wacky things, though, according to at least Jess's Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you hear about... The, you want to hear about the wrong way to transport chicken to work? <laughs> Check out them tweets. It's wild. What is and he even doing? after, what's he gonna do next? <laughs> even after I told him that I tweeted that and got a lot of angry responses, he still does it. He's insane. Wow. But so hot. It takes a whole chicken to work. It's very weird, <laughs> but so hot. So hot. I mean, wow. Oh, just beautiful. Mm. <laughs> 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 nah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Great fun guy. Dog he's shit personality. Dog shit personality. Oh, fun, but dog shit. Cannot he's, be trusted. He's one of those guys who, he's like, he feels like he's never not riffing. It feels like he's, yeah. I've, I have no idea who he really is. Yeah. Everything he's ever said to me was a joke. I'm sure of it. <laughs> he's always doing a bit. Yeah. Constantly bidding. And really overcommits. Have you ever had a real moment with him? I'm not sure I've ever met him. (laughs) (laughs) Where does the reality begin, bro? Yeah, I don't know anymore. Yeah. But then he'll offer to do something really nice, like, oh, can I take your suitcase? And you're like, is this a bit? bit? (laughs) (laughs) You're in front of me? You're calling me weak? Is that what this is? Or are you just being gentlemanly? Hmm? Hard to know. That's my life. Yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. (laughs) I've gone into therapy (laughs) just to deal with it. But um, anyway, so that's this hot. week's Aiden Watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring some more info next week. But until, I'm sure there'll be tweets during the week if you want to <laughs> yeah. follow. Oh, if he, I reckon Jeff. he'll do something silly. Now again. I hope he does something interesting. <laughs> but if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're at Do Go On Pod <laughs> on all those platforms. We've got a YouTube page. We put up live videos every now and then, but also release all the episodes onto the YouTube page. So. I know, sometimes that's a cool way for people to share the episodes with friends that may not be podcast people. And a bunch of the live ones from uh, recent months or last year will be going up around now, I think. I can't remember. I've been, sorry, I've been a bit slack on it, but I I think we'll be back up to date sometime in the near future. Absolutely. And we should. a nice, ambiguous time frame for you to put on it. I said that a couple of months ago. (laughs) We should have mentioned at the start of the app when I was talking about at, well, we were talking about the Melbourne Comedy Festival shows. We're not going to be releasing all of those episodes. So what happens in the room at some of them will stay in the room. At some of them. Yes. So, yeah, definitely come along if you you can. I think it'll just be a bloody fun time. Uh, We've also got brand new T-shirts that will be available exclusively at the live shows. Yes, and they are... A great design by Peter Thomas, who's done our fantastic logo for 
for uh for for the podcast. Yeah. For the podcast, also for primates, and all my, he does all my uh, show posts as well. He's, he's just, awesome. He's maybe probably my favorite artist. Him and Frederick McCubbin are the big two. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Does <laughs> Pete know that he's in such fine company? Well, does Frederick know? That's what I'd be asking. Mm, and I don't right. think he does because he's long dead. Yeah. <laughs> he never knew the influence he, he would knew. have. No. The giants that uh, he would be listed next to. Yeah. yeah, wow. It's weird for someone to walk on the shoulder, stand on the shoulder of giants when those people haven't even been born yet. But, <laughs> but he that's did. That's what Frederick did. Well, that's what we're hoping for too. One day we'll be lifted up yep. long after we die. That's right. That's the dream. Look forward to that. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> we got to go now. But basically, if you want to check out any of our stuff, anything we've mentioned, just go to dogoonpod.com. All the stuff is there. And if you haven't listened to the Star Wars episode yet, it is a very fun episode uh, and worth, worth checking out for more Carrie Bickmore uh, info. Very and informative. A lot of Jar Jar Binks talk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Sunday Movies was a big fan. Yeah. He's a bink said. He's a bink, big binko. I think he called yeah. him the Dobby of the Harry Potter, uh, of the Star Wars universe. Yes. High praise. High praise. High praise. <laughs> oh, no, Dobby. Oh, no, Jar Jar. I'm Dobby. I'm Dobby. Is that Adele playing Dobby? Hello. I'm a Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> pun king. You are so good. He cannot be stopped. He that tries. was a pun? Yeah. Of course it's a bloody pun. It came out of your mouth and it was a joke. <laughs> of course it's a bloody pun. <laughs> okay. Do you I, get it I now? have no idea no. How, that, how that's a pun. I just so it's whenever I say something that's meant to be kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. That's a pun. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Ironic jokes are puns. Yeah. Most of the time. Basically. Yeah. Most of them used ironically. Yeah. We think. Which is almost all of the things I say. <laughs> so I get it. You get it. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. But thanks so much for listening to the show. Share it around. Give us a review on iTunes. We don't say that very often, but that's real nice. And also this week, uh, the Primates episode is about. Bedtime for Bonzo, an often uh, requested film starring Ronald Reagan, who uh, Carrie was uh, went to his hospital <laughs> during the episode. Very relevant. <laughs> great tie, great tie. In. Uh, and also the follow-up film, Bonzo Goes to College, both about a chimp called Bonzo. Anyway, real fun time. And, oh, worth checking out. We look forward to that coming out. But thanks, everyone. And until next time, I'll say goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic tees, soft structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim, all made right here in the USA with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code GRATEFULAG23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.